You're listening to the Communicate with Confidence podcast with me, your host, Luke Maxwell. This podcast is dedicated to helping you build your confidence, increase your communication skills, and implement practical business strategies. In this episode number 28, I'm doing a little story time here, a new segment. Um, I'm just calling story time for right now. Maybe I'll think of a better name in the future where I'm just going to talk about my speeches that I've done and try to extrapolate some information, try to see what lesson we can learn from these speeches that I've actually done. I really wanted to do this because there's a lot of theory out there. There's a lot of you know ideas and I try to give you as practical info as possible. But there's no thing, there's nothing more practical than actual real experience and actual speeches that I've done. And so I hope that we can journey together upon this time and uh, learn something from this. So my first speech, I was 17 years old. I got a big break by being on a radio show. And they, this radio show, these people happened to have a conference. And I already asked them about being speaking at their conference. They said, no, you know, we're already Phil. And so I said, okay, okay, you know, that's fine. You know, being the radio show. A 10-minute interview turned into a over 30-minute interview. Got an email that afternoon after the show. And they said, hey, you, you want to speak at our conference? <laughs> so what I did is I demonstrated my ability to them as a speaker. Because I was a 17-year-old kid. I was saying, oh, can I speak at your conference? They're like, yeah, no, you're a 17-year-old kid. We, you know, you're not a speaker. But I demonstrated my ability. I showed them what I was capable of. I showed them that, no, I am actually a speaker. And I got in. So it was a three-day conference. It was awesome. I was giving two, three different talks. I believe it was three. Maybe it was just two. No, it was just two, two talks. One to the teen breakout session and one to the adult breakout session. The team was first. And so I decided to scope out the, the breakout session beforehand. So I sat in the first day and I just sat there. And, you know, I was listening to the speakers. I was listening to MC. And uh, it was really cool. I was taking part. I actually, I actually went up. He chose me to do this activity in front of everybody. And I did this weird activity. I forget even what it was. Something about like running around. I don't forget. It was, it was fun. I had fun. And... Then after, after that activity, it was my turn to speak. And I was waiting there, I was waiting there, and I was waiting, you know, is he going to call me up? How does this work? I had no idea how this worked. This was my first time ever speaking. And, and he said, hey, and he called him the mic, hey, is Luke Maxwell here? Is Luke Maxwell here? And I walked up to him and I said, hey, I'm Luke. And he said, and he went, what? You're, wait, you're the speaker? Because like, he had just seen me just two minutes ago, and he thought I was just one of the kids in the group. Which worked to my advantage so well. I said, yeah, I'm the speaker. I'm Luke. He said, oh, okay, great. You know, let's, let's just do it. Uh, he introduced me. I went up. And I just started speaking. In a previous podcast episode, I mentioned, um, I think it was called, uh, You Have Control Over the Stage. When you're on stage, you're in control. That's what I called it. And I was talking about how... The stage was crowded with band equipment. I couldn't move. I, people could, you know, people could barely see me um, over the podium because I'm not the tallest person in the world. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not even close. And and so, you know, I was I was confined to the podium. I didn't move um, behind the podium because I needed my notes because my speech was brand new. 
and I just gave my speech. The thing was, like, during my speech, the MC's phone was up on the podium, and it kept ringing. It wasn't on silent. So this phone, it probably rang, like, maybe, like, five or six times during my speech. And and so I would just continue speaking. I just ignored it, and I just kept on speaking. The MC was going, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. You know, he's, like, sitting there, like, trying to determine, like, whether he should come up and get it or not. And I just kept speaking. I just spoke over it because I didn't know what to do. So she said, okay, I have my speech. I know what I'm speaking about. I practiced this. I'm just going to speak. So I just spoke over the multiple phone calls. Afterwards, we had time for uh, Q&A. And I was answering some questions with the kids. We're having a good time. And my dad happened to be the MC for the parent group. He rushes and he says, we got to go. Your speech is supposed to happen like five minutes ago. So I'm rushing because I'm answering questions. I was hanging out with the kids. So I rushed from there, rushed, ran over to the parent group, ran in. My dad introduced me. I gave my speech, which which much which went much smoother. You know, no MC's phone was ringing because uh, that would have been my dad, and I would give him a much harder time about it. <laughs> and here's the thing that I really wanted to make a point of saying is that after the end of this speech, I got my first standing ovation ever in my life. It was amazing. I didn't know. I thought that was normal. I was like, oh, cool. You know, whatever. You know, and uh, and then. I was, I was had the opportunity for questions. I didn't have any speeches after that, so I just sat there and I was going to answer questions. Now, this was at the very beginning. I had only been doing working in mental health because that was my speech at the time. That was my niche, and that is still, you know, still a project of mine is working in mental health. I had only been in it for less than a year, and the questions I got asked, I didn't really know how to answer like, I was an expert in my speech. I knew exactly what I was talking about in my speech. When it came to people asking me complicated, heart-wrenching, emotional questions, I didn't know what to say. And so this is something I just wanted to highlight. Because what my parents did is they were there, of course, you know, because I couldn't drive. And they helped me answer questions. Now, why do I point this out? Mainly because this is something that you should watch out for when you first start speaking. Especially with Q&A, especially when you present yourself as an expert. Had I, could I go back? I would not have, I would either not have made myself available for questions or I've been very clear about what questions I'm, I'm qualified to answer. Now, I've been doing this for five years, so I know exactly how to answer every single question that I'm asked because I've been asked them dozens of times and I've formulated answers to them over time. Very rarely am I asked a question that I've never been asked before, and even then, I can draw upon all my experience in order to craft an answer to it. So the difference between then and now is dramatic. Not only in my speaking ability, which, oh boy, that, that, I'll put up the reel. So I promise I'll do this. Uh, I'm going to put up my, the speaking reel from the talk. It's only like two minutes long, I think, two or three minutes. And that was the first, it was, a, it was a, my first speech ever. I'm going to put it up even though I can't stand it. <laughs> I can't stand watching it, but I'm going to put it up anyway on the show notes, loopdmaxwell.com slash podcast. It'll be right up there. And, uh, oh boy, oh boy, it's, it's, it's pretty bad. But anyway, you might, you might think it's great. I'm just very self-critical of myself, especially in the past. But so the main lessons I really want to draw away from this is, first of all, 
You have to give your first speech. It's going to be scary. You're probably going to mess up a lot. I messed up so much. I made a ton of mistakes. And even, and even like with the whole question thing, I couldn't answer any questions. And I felt kind of bad about it. And now, like, looking back, I'm like, oh, wow, what did I say? Like, I don't remember what I said. I didn't videotape that talk. I was wondering, like, what did I say? What did I do? Like, like, did I give really bad advice? Like, I don't know. Like, I don't remember. And I don't think I did. As far as I remember, I didn't. Also, partly because my parents were there, like, helping me answer questions as well. So that, that, you know, that's one thing, like just, first of all, either prepare and either make clear what kind of questions you're qualified to answer or prepare extremely well for questions. Part of that is just experience. Honestly, you're not going to be able to answer questions very well until you have a lot of experience. But the other thing is that you should really, I should have, like, I should have, like, I'm admitting, I should have done a lot more research or before I stepped onto that stage. I should have. And not to say that I gave bad advice, not to say like, I don't think I led anyone astray because I really focus on telling my story and not giving advice. But that's one thing I can look back and say, wow, I, first of all, um, wish I had more control over the stage. Second of all, wish I did more research into my topic. Um, a lot more research. And not to say I didn't do any, I did do a lot of research, but I could have done a lot more. The second thing is made it clear, like, oh, if I'm going to do question and answer, either don't do question and answer or say, look, I'm not, I'm not qualified to do answer these types of questions. If you have these types of questions, I do this X, Y, and Z. But overall, it was a great experience. Overall, it was amazing. Like, and that first speech led to so many other speeches. That one conference got me into some place four years later. I just spoke at a school, let's see, earlier, no, in late, at the end of last year's, end of 2017, depending on what year you're listening to. If you're from the future, welcome, hello. But end of last year, I spoke at a school that somebody saw me speak at that very first talk. So four years later, that talk is still getting me speaking engagements. That's how powerful it was. And not only that, but I also used that talk to film myself, to show my ability because I was a 17 year old kid. No one believed that I could speak. Even now, even now, even just at an event that I was just at, someone said, oh, you know, it's so brave of you to do this. You know, um, just keep, if you if you keep on doing this, you're going to be a great speaker one day. I'm like, I am, a, I am a speaker. I'm a professional speaker. Of course, I didn't say that. But all I need to do, and this is a thing that I absolutely love is is when people underestimate me, is when people look at me and go, oh, it's just a kid, just a kid. And then I stand up and speak. Oh, the faces, the dramatic turnaround of their behavior on how they talk with me is amazing. It's absolutely amazing. Because they went from, oh, there's a, there's a kid, you know, let, let me talk with adults, especially the, the psychologist. Um, I've spoke at a lot of events where there's very, you know, prestigious psychologists, psychiatrists, people with lots of initials after their names, tons of initials after their names, too many to actually list. And then they say, oh, you know, you're a kid, you know, that's nice. I get up and speak and they go, oh, wow, that was amazing. Can we talk more? <laughs> so it's, it's, a, it's the turnaround, especially for those of you who are younger. You have to prove your ability. You have to. That is what's going to get you speeches because like it or not, people are going to judge you by how old you are. That's just how it works. So the way to get around that is to be 
so good at your job, so good at what you do, to practice, 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 to get tons of experience speaking for free. Do it for free. Get tons of experience, film yourself, and then charge for it, and you can make a living off of speaking. That's what I did. That's exactly what I did. I'm not telling you about something that you could wish, you know, that might happen. This is exactly what I did. I spoke once, filmed myself speaking, got a ton of references and connections from that speaking engagement, and used that video to get even more. And that's how I actually became a professional speaker. I hope you enjoyed this. I'm thinking maybe I'll change the name to maybe like Life Lessons with Luke or Life with Luke or something, some kind of alliteration. I'll 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 probably I'll probably think of something after this. Um, so who knows what this, this title is going to be? But thank you for listening to this special episode of the Communicate with Confidence podcast. If you like this, um, if you like this format, let me know. Email me Luke at LukeDMaxwell.com, or if you're on the Anchor app, anchor.fm, you can call in. Let me know. I will actually answer you, and you can actually be part of my next episode. I'll see you tomorrow, and remember to always stay on the positive side of things. <laughs>